think. Okay. Think. Thank you. Drink. I am drinking, so that's why. Uh, hello, Stink. folks, and welcome to Stinkcast. <laughs> it's right. a podcast about smells. What interesting things did you guys smell this week? I smelled a peanut. Um, Indian food. Really has a lot of unique. peanuts in it. Yeah, yeah. So we got a kind of theme going here. What did you guys smell this week? My new dog. Oh, I got a puppy. <laughs> is his name Peanut? Her name is not Peanut. Ah, oh, damn it. Calm her, down. Her, you need to relax. I thought we were Korea. I thought we were all connected. <laughs> her name is Anya, and she is a pitch black German Shepherd, and she is gorgeous. Oh, does she wear a? Uh, she wears nothing. She is an Amazon who does not need any armor. A babushka? No, nothing. Could you put a babushka on the pot? I would not humiliate her in that fashion. Oh, but she would look chic. Dogs don't know shame. Yes, but I do, and if my dog wears a babushka, I'd feel ashamed. You need to try It's a puppy. It's not an old lady yet. That's hilarious. That's, that's... Oh, welcome to KidCast. Wait. What? What? Dana, why'd you smell? Oh, sorry, Dana. Um, I smelled my stinky gym shoes. Okay. Because oh, I've been going thing. back to the gym because it's that time of the year. Yeah, you the can't have the gym? good without the bad. So yeah. Throw some baking those. soda in there. It, it, it works. Oh, yeah. So I have some foot powder. It's just like, I was like, oh, yeah, this is why I don't go to the gym because everything, everything smells. smells. You know what I've been doing lately? What? I've been putting soap. I got this box of nice soap bars for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Instead of using them, I put them in my boots at night, mm -hmm. and I keep one in my car. And it's kind of like a little scented like tree. It's an air freshener. It's a really strong air freshener. And what you do is when it starts to get kind of old, you just use it once, get a little bit wet, and then you peel to a new layer. You, you don't want to do that over the summer. Why? It'll because it will melt in your have car. have a melted mess all over your yeah. car. Yeah. But it's winter, so I'm smart. And some of our listeners probably live where it's always cold. So if you're too poor to afford an air freshener for your car, buy yourself like 10 cents, buy a bar of soap. I'm just saying soap's a better smell than I air like freshener. Irish spring. You know, I will agree that it is a better smell, but economically, not a good air freshener. You mean economically. Okay, dick. Uh, <laughs> once it melts, you're never getting that air freshener Welcome out of your car. Welcome to... Kink Cast. Oh, it starting? is a podcast about fetishes and alternative sexual lifestyles, reviewed in a positive sense, but it's still funny. I'm Tommy. I am the uh, chaplain of this podcast. I'm looking over here at Dana. What, Bless you. What What do you serve? <laughs> what do I serve? I guess your marketing and research. Um, uh, sure. Um, oh, I thought you were going to ask what god we were serving. <laughs> oh, wow. Dormammu. Same. <laughs> <laughs> My poor gay Catholic sensibilities. <laughs> um, oh, Rob, yeah. that is who you are. What do you do? I am basically your opinion column. I sit here and try to give out sound, not so much judgment, but like... You know, just decide how I feel and how many of us would feel if we were to be the ones. I'm still confused about what business things. we're running. We have a chaplain. We're a boat. <laughs> we're, we're a, we're we a boat. Got a gossip column. On the I am boat. not a gossip column. <laughs> we're, we're a boat. You definitely just stereotyped it. We're, yeah, we're a, a real boat. hard. I'm a little. I'm a little salty about it. <laughs> we're a boat. You said that gossip. Sells old is that what you said? I said opinion. Oh, whatever. Salty it is the like same the thing. It's the same thing. Hearing them just mean different <laughs> Fake things. Fake news. Yeah. Absolutely. What are you? Alternative I, I, sex. That's what we're here for. <laughs> Alternative sex. I am I'm what definitely, we cheer for. Clap, clap. Yeah. I'm definitely like calling out one of my favorites. Yeah, I'm the tabloid uh, writer then. This is a boat, not a paper, <laughs> but okay. Um, <laughs> Wait, full I steam ahead. It. I just want to be the guy on the end of the boat that's going like, one time I caught a shark. 
and it had one eye, and we fell into the water. I want to be the guy in the crow's nest that says, I see an iceberg. There were only a pair of eyes between us. That's it. And in that we saw respect. (laughs) I can't even do that. And while you guys continue to impersonate old salty semen, we sink because we hit the iceberg. See? Oh, that's that's what you get with old salty (laughs) semen. I was the only one to make it out of the water that day. I can't tap out the the message fast enough. No one likes cold semen. Um. (laughs) <laughs> We're moving right along. Today's what is today's fetish? Anyone? Dano knows. Today's fetish is um algamatophilia, which is a statue doll or mannequin fetish, also known as um, 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 um statue doll mannequin. Uh agalma is mm. like Latin for statue and philia is like also meaning love, sexual no. attraction to a statue, doll, mannequin, or other figurative object. Oh, sorry. May also deal with Pygmalionism. That's now, what I was looking for. Oh, Typically, this fetish good. would include real dolls, but we've discussed those extensively in the past. Correct. So today we'll be discussing uh, mannequins, but with a particular focus on statues. Mm-hmm. Right. That is the particular focus of today. And with that, someone wanted to play a game to open us up? What was the game we had to Someone had a game. What's the sexiest statue that you can think of? (gasps) I found one. Thank you, Google. (laughs) (laughs) Last minute Google. Um, You want to see? Yes, absolutely. Um, Yes, show all of our our viewers. I can describe very vividly. (laughs) Um, So this is Hot Guy Hercules. I can't, I don't know who actually did it, but he's um, Hercules. And he has a nice fig leaf and is wearing a skin of a bear. It looks like. I think it's the Nemean lion. It's the lion. Oh, oh okay. Betty Slew. Myths, yeah. y'all. Anyways, he's got some like sexy sandals showing off those ankles. And like everything, everything in between. Oh, damn. He's a fit man. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. I, I just literally he's Googled got, like, sexy male bet. statue. That's what I found. Uh, that is very handsome. Rob. I'm just going to keep it, you know, classic and go with the statue of David. Ooh, He's got big hands. And a tiny penis, but that doesn't concern me because I don't bottom very often. There's a reason for that. If we ever, if we ever, <laughs> for which? No, 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 no. A reason for the tiny penis. <laughs> okay. Well, I have a reason why I don't bottom very often. It's different from mine, I assure you. <laughs> why does he For me, it's just penis? painful. For him, he just hasn't tried it because he's not. Timing, yet. Dana. Timing. Yeah, get it together, girl. Why does he have a tiny penis? Because back then it was considered inappropriate to have a large penis. It was uh, considered uh, more... uh, A large penis was a low-class, like, uh, uncivilized kind of thing. Yes. That Mm. is a low-hanging fruit for jokes, and I'm not even going to touch it. Damn it. That's literally... Yeah, that's exactly right. I don't think it's very... Low hanging because it's very short, so it probably doesn't hang. It flew yeah. right over your head, didn't the it? The tinier the penis, the more civilized the men. Doubtful. All that blood was pumping into his brain, not his tiny little penis. Has, that, that dick ain't got no blood in it. That's Let's why move it's the on. Color it's, of thinking. It's, it's too busy thinking. Chris P. Bacon. Mine is the Venus de Milo. Classic. Classic. It would figure that you would want a woman without a head. Does she have a head? She has she a has head, a head no, but arms. no arms. No arms. It would figure that you yeah. would want a, a woman with no arms. Joke to be inserted later. <laughs> um, <laughs> she don't need them. Huh. <laughs> uh, jobs. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Ew, you're touching it. <laughs> That's like the gefilte fish of, of sex acts right there is the good old hand job. I don't know. She's got a mouth. 
<laughs> She's okay. got a pretty mouth. Wow. Let's isolate that audio. She has a pretty everything, though. She's a well-put-together yeah. lady. She doesn't have a bottom half, though. If I recall, she's a bust, right? You know, she has a bust, but it's all... It looks She's good. got a bust. But you she's can still bust a nut. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, the sexy statue I can go <laughs> recall from memory is uh, when you're in Denver, Colorado, and you're walking around, you buy, like, their, uh, their orchestra center or whatever. There's these giant statues that are just roaming free, and they're like stick figures. They're genderless. They're just the, they're the implication of human beings running naked and free. And to me, that's beautiful. Is it beautiful or sexy? Um, there. What's the difference? I just. Well, I mean, they're both very subjective. Would words, you fuck so it? I'm just. Oh goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a list of items here, and you're going to tell me if that's you would the difference. Fuck it. <laughs> well, I hey, would say we're trying we're to keep it together, but we're not. We're making lots of jokes. You would fuck Venus to Milo? She's a person. It'd be a little hard. She's a person. (laughs) So, like, you know, if one of those... None of the actual statues. If one of those giant Colorado things was interested in me and was anatomic, well, then it would be terrifying because it would just kind of be like a vague interpretation of a person like a ghost. So I guess not. My only other choice was the giant bull from, like, Boston. I was thinking of the giant bull. Oh, the giant bean from Boston! (laughs) (laughs) Not the Statue of Liberty? No, just a giant bean from Boston, and I'm just going to put on a pair of boxing gloves and just smack it. It's a giant clit the size of a minivan. I'm just upset that no one said uh, Rocky Balboa from Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) It's an actual statue based on it. We're getting a RoboCop statue in Dallas? It was filmed in Dallas. They're putting a RoboCop statue in Detroit because that's where it's set. Oh, Mm. great. Let's dive right into this fetish. Can you, what is the word again? Algamatophilia. And algamata means statue. Statue. Alga-ma, A-G-A-L-M-A, is literally statue. Uh, So it just literally means sexual attraction to a statue, doll, mannequin, or other figurative object. Hmm. Now, I guess the implication there is whether or not the person is obsessed with the idea of the statue coming to life or they like the fact that it is frozen. Mm-hmm. Let me let me explain a little further. Yes, expound. Science. <clears throat> um, so this encompasses several different kinds of fetishes, one of which is a doll fetish, which we've talked about on the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, this includes the desire for actual sexual contact with a doll, a fantasy of a sexual encounter with an animate or inanimate doll. Um, so like maybe a doll that comes to life, a la... Uh, small soldiers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> Over Toy Story. I was thinking of Toy Story. I was trying to think of a good one, but that was the one I could think of. Um, encounters between dolls themselves um, or sexual pleasure gained by thinking of transforming into a doll, which um, takes us to the topic of maskers, which I'll explain here in a second. I've seen maskers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this also encompasses the object sexuality or object um, objectophilia in which sexuality is focused on a particular inanimate object. Some objects, uh, object sexual individuals also believe in animism uh, and sense reciprocation based on the belief that objects have souls, intelligence, and feelings um many of those toy story yeah um many of those studied um that have you know human subjects that were studied to have object sexuality are usually i'm not going to say usually but many of them um are actually on the autism spectrum it's about 50 percent. well i wasn't even to bring that into it Mm -hmm. i think one of the things that came to mind immediately for uh this week was uh hoarding yeah um 
reporting and then all this recent hubbub about Civil War statues. Mm-hmm. Um, we put a lot of meaning into objects to mm-hmm. the point that it's no surprise that a, a byproduct of modern life and modern society is a sexual attraction that is exclusively to objects. Right. Um, you know, uh, I, I think while fetish, the word itself has come to mean paraphilia, there's also the idea of like fetish dolls, which is the idea of like a blessed object that mm-hmm. holds power. Right. Which is funny. You know, the original term of fetish. Yeah. A fetish. And that, that's where you have this idea of these uh, these two concepts overlapping is a, a fetish doll or the idea of a fetish is, is a is a not cursed, but I guess the opposite, a blessed object. Yeah. It's a blessed object. It's an right. object of uh, power. Yeah. And yeah. so like uh, like a lot of paraphilias, this is going outside of uh, human contact entirely to want to have sexual contact or sexual fantasy involving an object exclusively mm-hmm. sometimes. Not always, I'm sure. It's just, I don't know. I think it's really fascinating. Um, <clears throat> one case that I found uh, that was particularly interesting was the 1877 case of a gardener falling in love with a statue of Venus de Milo. Uh, and it, oh, I read about Venus that one. Milo, just a statue. <clears throat> a statue. Yeah, and just a yeah. statue of Venus. It was like a. It was like a. Yeah, it was a replica, um, and it, he attempted to have sex with it. Um, so he was like a gardener working in this garden, and he attempted to have sex with a replication of now, the. When you Venus say he Milo. attempted to have sex with it, did he just kind of like come on it? He, like, there's not a lot of apparently not many holes in it. Apparently, from the account that I read, um, squirreled away into the bushes with it, uh, the bust, took the bust off of the, the stand, the uh-huh, and then took it into the bushes. To, I, I'm so I curious know. what he did with his dick. Did he have a drill? I don't know. I'm not sure that would have been <clears throat> in the article. Not <laughs> exactly sure. They didn't used to include that information. Maybe he just, like, flopped it on it and, like, the, 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 I don't know. Oh, dick slapped it? Yeah. Yeah, until he just finished on her chest. Yeah. Take it, Venus. Take it. All right. Um, <laughs> um, and also, let's not forget some, I, I don't know if we want to talk about pop culture yet, but. Uh, we can go ahead and get started with some soft pop culture. Uh, this always brings me to either the film Mannequin or its parody in Bob's Burgers. Also Mannequin 2. Oh, yes. Mannequin 2. Yeah, there's the Bob's Burgers Christmas com- special. I didn't even think about that. Where uh, he believes his wife is a mannequin. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't quite go into the fetishism of it. It's, it's, uh, he, you can understand. Yeah. I, I, and I guess this is getting into later ideas. It, it doesn't surprise me that folks end up fetishizing mannequins because when you're a little boy at the mall, and you have a budding sexuality, or, or I guess it doesn't even have to be gender exclusive. I mean, mm-hmm. mannequins are designed to be like this this perfect shape, and so that also, everything just falls nicely. Yeah, and and what I, what I imagine is whenever you're staring at you people, you always get caught, and so you have to look away. I mean, like you're a young mind, and mannequin, you can just stare at all day. Wait, where? where? A, uh, mannequin. a mannequin, you can just stare yeah. at all day. Mannequin ain't gonna ain't gonna you know catch it's your not gonna gaze. Judge you. Yeah. <laughs> And then mannequins are also, they've you know, had a long history of having this exaggerated sexuality. Um, if you go to any of the malls and, well, I'm thinking of North Park specifically, mm-hmm. where you have some of those really nice stores that have the, the mannequins that cost probably about as much as a Vespa. And they've got, <laughs> they've got weird, crazy titties that do things yeah. that no human titty should do. Anatom- almost anatomically correct. Like... Barely, like it's it's almost like this augmented reality that is it, it's dreamlike the way abstract art is. They're very nipply. 
They're very nipply. They're very nipply, yeah. and they have these inhuman faces. That, mm-hmm. And you mentioned autism earlier, which, of course, I don't mean to brandish the, mm-hmm. the entirety of a fetish community, but there's this anonymity and this inhuman factor about the faces and this hypersexuality in the body. It doesn't surprise me that people grow up um, mm-hmm. and this develops in their sexuality. It's certainly easier <clears throat> to talk to somebody that doesn't talk back. Like, I guess if that's like the hard, hard part about that, I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that it's really interesting. My other thing that I thought about whenever I was researching this was like the ladies with all the dolls. Um, there's also a lot of like people that collect babies Mm -hmm. that are made out of like silicone and latex and they're meant to look like lifelike. There's a, there's a lady I I follow not out of respect, but rather out of uh, just around town. No, I follow her on Instagram, but uh, she buys those too real to be real babies and she converts them into horror movie monsters. And it seems like she has some sort of uh, deep emotional connection to them because she takes her werewolf and Frankenstein babies to restaurants and like has them take pictures with the waiters and, you know, well, like she'll buy two bus tickets and ride alone with them to make sure that like her were babies, I think her, yeah, I... Her were baby, were baby, the werewolf baby. Yeah. But she she made several it's different not a horror program person that turns <laughs> into a baby. no after being bit by a baby. That's interesting. Well, I just, um, I mean, obviously we associate and and are are made to associate, you know, like lots of feelings with these things. Even as children, you know, children are given dolls to play with and pretend that they're real. You know, mm-hmm. pretend to take care of the baby. You know, whatever. So I think it kind of makes sense if we like are doing kind of reading backwards on this situation, you can see kind of where a lot of that would start. Yeah, because yeah, they're also designed to be, quote, sexy. Mm-hmm. Like, they're yeah, supposed I to... I mean, you give, your ki- you give your son a He-Man doll, and then he comes out to you 16 years later, and you're like, hmm. hmm. Yeah, it's finally time we <laughs> have this conversation. I was but, having like, this conversation. and everything, they're designed to be, like, what we think of as, like, the epitome of sex. Like, yeah. this is how... This is how a lady should look mm-hmm. like when you mentioned He-Man. I, I have been wanting to talk about this on the show for a long time. Barbie and GI Joe. Yeah. And they're two of the first statues that people, and I think people would consider those toys, but I think of them as statues and, and they're easy to manipulate too. And you, and you put them in, in a kid's hands where they're still developing these tactile sensations and you have them yeah, rubbing it around. It's a figure. You can, you can change it. It's... And they're ultra gendered, but they're also weirdly genderless in a way. I mean, they've got undies on sometimes. Or they're just smooth. Yeah, or they're just smooth down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually want to recommend the uh, the the toys that made us on Netflix. Has anyone else watched that? Mm-mm. I've heard about it, and I cannot wait to watch it. Barbie was based off of a a, a sex toy from Europe. Huh? Really? But yeah. Like, that doesn't surprise me. And they just me. copied her like bit by bit and sold it to kids. And it was this ultra feminist movement of like, we are tired of baby dolls. I want a doll that is that is a lady. A woman, that is a woman oh with titties. And there was like a fight to get titties on Barbie. Dang. Oof. And now there's even a fight right now for them to like they've redesigned Barbie in recent years. I have two mm-hmm. nieces, so um, they have. Like lots of different kinds of shaped Barbies mm-hmm. now. Um, some with yeah, like, a small you know. business tried that idea, and then Barbie just kind of snatched it up and mm-hmm. did it themselves. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, I think I, I can speak for pretty much everyone in America that they distinctly remember the feeling of putting their thumb between Barbie's tits. <laughs> like, am I crazy? Is that not you? I actually never did that. I've never done that. 
Am I alone? I don't I, think you're alone. I, well, it, within this group of four people, yes. Okay. But in your- <laughs> I, remember, I remember, like, as a kid, as, like, a five- or six-year-old looking at, like, Barbie and, like, oh, my gosh, she just has, like, one boob that kind of like like they kind of have two but like yeah. it almost runs together and just thinking but there are two there's a them. space between them that is perfect for a <laughs> thumb you can almost like see it's where the sculptor put his thumb mm. hmm. I, it's quite possible I never really checked I, I mean I've taken the clothes off of them when I was little but weird you're so weird yeah. <laughs> gross that's what you're I don't, to I don't do try them. to press an imaginary button between her tits I'm that idiot who was like I wonder what her hair would look like shorter not just all cut off, just a little shorter. Gave her a little bob one time. That's about all I ever did with the Barbie. <laughs> and their feet perpetually stuck up like they're in high heels. Oh, yeah. No, they're constantly on releve. It's, it's weird. You know, I, uh, the documentary also went into why Barbie is shaped the way she's shaped. Because uh, there was concern about how uh, she wasn't shaped like a normal human being mm. from the very beginning. And the reason was they can't create cloth thin enough to dress her. And so all of her clothing is super thick. Mm-hmm. So they had to make her body as small as possible so she didn't look freaking oh, weird when they dressed her. In the her. clothes. So yeah. her clothes would constitute the shape of her body. Of her body. A real human's Interesting. Uh, body. So the reason that Barbie is so super skinny is just to compensate for looking like an actual real woman when she's dressed. Hmm. Interesting, right? That is But everyone's stripping Barbie's clothes off and looking at them plastic titties. At the body, and it's yeah. just like, nope, that's all that matters. And it's like, oh, y'all, that's not why she was made. <laughs> she kind of has a butt. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. No front butt, though. Well, no. that's that's all. Well, I mean, I'm not sure anybody has a, a front butt. Yeah, that's a plus. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to keep keep repping this fucking documentary because it was great. And they had this uh, when they finally introduced Ken, there was this giant debate on what what's Ken's junk. Mm-hmm. And they had three options. Oh. Which was uh, absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. which looked weird in pants. Huge. I can imagine. Or. A little bump. A somewhat anatomically correct little dick. Little. And apparently people are like, no. No penises, no. a giant dick. And then finally just kind of like a mannequin bulge. Like what a, little, you find, a little bump, yeah. Just, just like, just, you know, like yeah, you find the, on G.I. Joe. Superman. Just, it looks like I mean, he's got if, a. If you're going to give this, if you're going to, if you're going to give this toy to your children, then mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead and make it a bump. Let your parents explain to you what's happening later. <laughs> it's a wadded <laughs> sock. That reminds me of an article I read about the Superman Returns movie. They spent thousands of dollars putting together a correct cup and different cup sizes for him so that he wasn't too big, but he wasn't too small. Creepy. Yeah. What movie was this? Superman Returns. Oh, okay. Soup's Riri. It's been so, so before, long since I've seen that. Yeah, before uh, Henry Cavill. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, well then, yeah, I don't want to oh, watch the, it again. The one where Kevin Spacey is just shoving shit in his mouth. Uh, no, that's called scenery that he's shoving in his mouth. What? He's chewing the scenery. It's oh, because <laughs> Kevin Spacey was a rapist. Oh, okay. You were going for a rape joke, and I was going for he chews the scenery. Rape's not a joking matter. <laughs> you were the one who made the joke. Let's move on. All right. Thank How you. about that local sports team? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> um, I really ended up doing a lot more research on uh, the people that really uh, that are maskers and really have this form of the fetish in which they actually want to be the statue or the doll, uh, usually in a rubber or latex form. Mm-hmm. Um, so maskers um, are what I kind of ended up researching because I actually have seen a couple of documentaries um, and... 
I'm trying to remember the name of there was there was one in particular where they actually followed this gentleman around um, who is like 70. And he said he never really felt comfortable in his body until he was able to get a rubber doll skin uh, that he could wear that had like, you know, breasts and everything attached. Mm. Um, And he would wear it out in public. And um, it made him feel like at home in his own skin, but it wasn't really his own skin. So, um, but he felt more uh, able to be who he wanted to be out in public um, whenever he was dressed up as a doll. You know, it's so easy to discredit that, just call that weird and laugh Mm -hmm. at it. But I mean, the reality of it is we all have objects and to use the traditional definition, we all have fetish objects, especially when you're a kid. And we can all remember like a teddy bear or some shit that we mm-hmm. just put so much love into. Yeah. And it stands to reason that someone would, Oh, how's that sports team doing? Yeah. It's act. We're actually doing really well. That's good. I'm going to go ahead and put this on mute. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but it's, uh, it's, it's no surprise that if someone were to be lonely or hated their own body, that they just wish that they could be that doll. Mm-hmm. That they, they wish they could, they could be the object of affection. And I mean, you look at like some of the stuff we studied, like emetophilia, the fetish for vomit, which yeah. is, is seems unhealthy. There's really nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I think maskers. Well, there's also something to it, like wanting to be seen as beautiful. Yes, like yeah. to be the object. Uh, well, for a lot of like a lot of straight guys, will d- absolutely deny that they have any sexual attraction to any guy whatsoever. So there could be like you know part of them that's like you know, they never really see themselves as beautiful. So So it's like, oh, if I was to like wear like a mask of like a lady and I look pretty now. Oh, okay. You took that somewhere that I wasn't going to take it. But no, it's just because you you were saying uh, like no strike guy finds another strike guy sexually attractive or attractive in any way, shape or form. It was that would there be kind of like a, like a jealousy in there or would there be? Yeah, no, that too. Or it's like, you know, a guy would look at like, a lady and be like, man, everyone like sees them as like, looks at her and no one, gorgeous. no one looks at me and sees me as beautiful or at least guys specifically aren't told that they are attractive oh, yeah. much yeah. at all. Uh, so yeah, there would be some like jealousy there where it's like, mm. I just want to be the object that is desired. So I want to walk down the street and have people going, Ooh, look yeah. at that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, down to the, come on down to the gayborhood, y'all. The few, <laughs> the few compliments I've gotten about, like, my physical attraction have been like, huh, that was really nice. Yeah. My hair does look good today. It's a little feel-good yes. moment. <laughs> but now I read something about um, what you were commenting on earlier about how, like, them wanting to become that object, that still object, or that, mm-hmm. that made of whatever material... I read something that goes a little further than that, and it's that they find sexual attraction in the, those thoughts of being that object, but also just not being able to move and being put on display mm-hmm. as that still kind of just visage. Yeah. Yeah. Like those people that perform as statues, like out in public. Kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one can never tell if they're uh, getting off on it, but like. <laughs> no, no, but it's <laughs> those, a thing. Those have a different sort of. Yeah, that's something <laughs> I have different. A different view for them now. Yeah. No, but was... uh, I, I think, and this this goes into gender politics as well, especially as as a lot of folks are, are exploring different ideas. But I, I think for some folks, 
there's what you are attracted to within your body, but there's also the fantasy of if I had a different body, I would be attracted to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a fantasy a lot of folks deny themselves. And I, I think it's honestly a fantasy that's a lot of times born out of trauma or loneliness. Not always. It can come from like great places. Of right. course, it's always me to assume that sexuality comes from a bad place, but that's my own bad places. Um no, it, it's the idea of if I were something else, I could be attracted to or be attractive to uh, what I truly desire. Mm-hmm. But then there's that fun, there's that fun game of if, where you start with the one and then it kind of goes off into a tree, and then both of those branches go off into new branches, and you if 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 and if and if until there's n- just the like the infinity, just the infinity of possibility. And that's an awesome way to fantasize, but I don't feel like that's a hugely productive way to find something healthy to do with your inclinations toward like statuary. But I do feel like that's what makes it so appealing is because it is infinite possibility where there could be a lot of people that are just like, I'm stuck in a rut. Like I have to Mm -hmm. live this life that I've been given where, you know, they can fantasize about doing this and it's like, what if though and then an infinite possibility opens up before them instead of what they see as their life which is only one possibility even though it's not necessarily true right they see that no i hear that and something i think that we've never really discussed enough on this show is we discuss sexuality as if preference and fantasy are finite Mm. and they're not i i was uh bored this week and so i started looking at familiar latin terms and uh, the term alter ego we associate with superheroes, meaning I, I their secret identity, their secret identity. Yeah. But alter ego, before it kind of took on that term, it just means another I, like doppelganger. Mm-hmm. Like there's another version, like, like of another me. me. Yeah, yeah, another me. And, and I think that you look at especially something as deep as maskers of mm-hmm. entirely embodying not just something that covers your skin, but it's this entire other character, not unlike furries. I, I think a lot of folks. Um, have a sexual identity that is multiple personality. You know, obviously not multiple personality in the way it's... Well, I think I understand what you're saying is that the way you speak with people usually would probably be you'd see a different person than you would see when you were with them in their bedroom. It's it's a different kind of human. So not not like that, actually. Oh, sorry. In the Go sense ahead. of there's there's me and then there's bedroom me. That's mm-hmm. not the alter egos I'm talking about. Oh, okay. So you could have two bedroom you. You can have two separate bedrooms. Okay. Um, is that you have a certain set of fantasies and you can have another set of fantasies. You can have multiple sexual identities. Yeah, completely. Mm-hmm. Completely separate sexual yeah. identities. Absolutely. Um, I, I believe that. All yeah. right. Oh, yeah. And uh, I guess the idea I'm driving that from is that you could have a, uh, I always avoid the word normal. You could have what we think of as a traditional sexual lifestyle. And then in the body of your masker, you are an alter ego. Mm-hmm. And that alter ego has its own outside life and its own bedroom life. Mm-hmm. And so you really start looking at like four personalities there. Right. And still like enjoy those, all those different kinds of flavors, all those different kinds of like bedroom selves. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, yeah. a, it's an absolutely positive experience of that you were practicing uh, safety, sanity and consensual uh, partners or just fantasy. Mm-hmm. But, but the idea is you have two sexual lifestyles and neither is dominant. Right. You enjoy both and they're both healthy. Yeah. That's interesting. That's really fascinating to, yeah, to absolutely. kind of explore. And I think that you make a good point there because that's, I can identify with that. Well, yeah, I, well I'd never thought of it that way. So yeah. <clears throat> well, and there's that stereotype out there and this is a bit of a aside, but what we talk about how, um, 
there's the stereotype that truly bisexual like doesn't exist, mm. which I'm sure is an offensive term, or offensive idea for the genuine bisexuals out there. Yeah. I mean, there's this idea that your sexual identity has to be concrete. And that it has to be put like it needs a number on a scale. Yeah. And yeah. And you, you look at like Alan Watts, who talks about the way that we view uh, our economics and our goals and that it's it's always chasing a, a bag on a stick. Mm-hmm. And we, we view sexuality that same way of, of you're guiding towards your, your Adonis, your statue on top of the hill. And sexuality isn't this dance. It isn't this. uh art form it's entirely a goal-based system towards your peak fantasy your peak sexual situation mm-hmm. and it's not that it shouldn't be that yeah like my uh uh my room my roommate is a uh, bisexual and uh she actually like said that it was harder for her like because she had already come out as lesbian to her parents and she realized later on that she wasn't like that she was bi and she was like, it's harder. It was harder for me to come out as bi to my parents because I had already like told them like, this is definitive definitively like who I am. And now if I change that, like, does that mean they'll just think I'll change everything whenever I feel like it? There is definitely a fear of losing credibility when you discover those things. There's a fear of, because if you've come out a certain way, and then you realize later on down the road that you're a different way. There's always a fear of losing credibility amongst the crowd who has always been straight or who has always been some. And so it's, yeah. So I, I understand where she's coming from. There was a great Invisibilia episode that was about this comedian in England who always enjoyed cross-dressing. Oh my God, Eddie Izzard. I don't think so. Damn it! But it was this comedian who always enjoyed cross-dressing, and uh, while exploring their identity, they thought that meant that they were trans. So finally, they begin to make uh, a transition, and they introduce themselves as female and started wearing uh, female clothing every day. Hmm. And then about a year in, realized it just kind of wasn't, wasn't meshing. Wasn't right. That's not not a sense of morally wrong or right. It just wasn't a fit. Yeah, for that. And it was just kind of, they just liked cross-dressing, identified as male, was, weren't trans. You sure you're not talking about Eddie Izzard? Because that sounds a lot like him. Maybe it was Eddie Izzard. I'm dumb, Chris. I really hope it was Eddie Izzard because he is amazing and I laugh at everything yeah, he and, says. Uh, I believe he doesn't identify as trans. No, he's a, a transvestite, but not transsexual. Yeah. Anyways, and walked it back and then met with huge backlash because people expect your sexual identity to be concrete. You can't dabble in something. You can't experiment with something. You came out as this. You are this. You can't and, walk it back. And that's why the credibility issue exists. Are we getting kind of off yeah, topic? We're getting, yeah, we're pretty are. far off topic. Yeah. But this yeah. Is, all relates to like your concept that this, this like maskers have potentially two different sexual identities. Well, and and I, I just think that certain sexual ideas end up being much larger than you expect. I mean, in last week we did, we did textiles or just leather and that ended up touching a much more uh, like esoteric tone than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. And I think the mannequin and the statue have very deep meanings, both to humankind, to America with dolls. Mm-hmm. And then the idea of masks as well. Masks are hugely profound. I mean, the idea of identities on top of identities with mirroring identities. Yeah, and the idea of being someone different just by wearing something else. Yeah, we're just talking about masks. Like, 
that's used in all different kinds of fetish it play. It predates history. Yeah. Just just like uh, just like the axe or the shovel predate history, the mask predates history. Well, and it does play such an important role just in terms of identity, like to cover up one's face. Like it's one thing to to change or alter um, or it, like, you know, think of, of ways to idealize certain body parts, but then to especially go so far as to change your face. It's kind of like really taking on this other identity. Mm-hmm. Professor, you're going to give me an A plus on this. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So if to invent a mask is to assume a new identity, then how profound is it to be creating a statue where you're putting a mask onto nothingness? You are putting a mask onto, onto dirt or a copper or to clay. And you are just giving matter a mask to become something else. All right. We should talk about Pygmalionism. There we go. Go ahead. Go, oh, okay, go cool. Ahead. Well, what I was going to say is that I think whenever an artist creates something like that, they put a lot of themselves into it. They create a mask of themselves in the piece that they create. Whether it's a mask or not, it's it's kind of debatable because usually if you're an artist working with a physical format, you're going to put a lot of you, a lot of honesty into it. Mm-hmm. But because it's not your real face, you can do that. Right, right. You get to kind of decide. You get to be like, hey, this is my real face, but you can't see it in this art because I get to wear this mask and this is my face. Right. Well, and that's one thing I kind of think that goes ties in kind of with acting, too. Like when you're on stage, you're assuming somebody else's identity. Oh, absolutely. Wearing a mask or putting on certain kinds of makeup and things like that, kind of taking on another personality. Mm -hmm. But to go so far as to... um, I don't know, kind of create something else. I think whenever, okay, so Pygmalionism, I didn't really get to discuss this earlier. Go ahead, girl. Um, This also falls under this. It's love for an object of one's own creation. So it's like, lovely, loving your really. Own. Yeah. That's gorgeous. Which is, it is kind of cool, is but at the same time. Is it exclusively sexual? Um, this... I don't know if it is strictly sexual, but I think it has to do with like falling in love with something that you created. Um, I mean, I oh guess, yeah, uh, I mean, go ahead. So on, based on the Greek play, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then my fair lady. Yeah. After that, yeah. I, I'm going to get a little bit too personal play. here and see if anyone else was on this. I, I, I think this is a particular rite of passage for boys, mm-hmm. but when you're too young for pornography and you don't have access to pornography mm-hmm. and you either draw or sculpt your first woman, mm-hmm. Those big old, big old, big or old male. boobs. Yeah. <laughs> is this, is this, do you guys have this experience? Honestly, too young for pornography. You're too young for wow. pornography, <laughs> and and you're exploring sexuality, and you either make a sculpture or a drawing, and and it's probably terrifying to look at. But like, I'm you, assuming you mean when you like just when you first start yes. puberty, and when, it's like just kind of happening, you're still kind of like afraid, and no, you shouldn't look at actual photographs or Google it. So you try to create something on your so own. So you create something of your own, and it's this profound fetish object that mm-hmm. that holds this immense power. You know, honestly, I I never I didn't do that. Really, I didn't create. I don't I don't recall. Yeah. In any case creating something or drawing something or sculpting something or acting out in a way that said, Hey, this is what I kind of want to see. This is what I did. I don't, this I don't, is what I don't understand. Yeah, I don't recall doing that for the purpose of being like turned on, not turned on, but explain exploring your yourself. Mm-hmm. But I can totally I understand 
where you come from in that way. Like yeah. it's it's an easily understandable thing. Well, and, and what honestly comes to mind when we talk about Pygmalionism is um, while it's not quite a statue, it's more of a body of work. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever been cornered by someone who kind of overstepped their boundary and wanted to show you their pornography collection? No. Okay, I'm just the one having all these experiences. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't even get a chance to tell you about I was, something I, I drew. I was very sheltered as a child. So. Right, so oh. what, yeah, go ahead. Dana. Don't get to that real quick. It's just the idea that uh, a pornography collection can be a creation in its own right. Indeed. And sometimes I, it, it's not been consensual. Was not comfortable with it. But people oh. will show you their collection to be like, look at what I have amassed. I'm sorry. Look at what I have made that is the product of my love. I'm sorry, Tommy. Yeah, that's not great. I, I didn't know I was going <laughs> It's just kittens and fireman costumes. I didn't know what to make any sense of it. They were got? sexy kittens and fireman costumes. What so you got, Dana? I totally have a funny story about drawing things that I shouldn't. Um, <laughs> so whenever I was like six or seven, I remember going to um, church, Catholic church with my mother. My life. And <laughs> I used to draw things with boobs all the time because I knew about boobs. Everybody likes boobs. All the dolls I had had boobs, you know, like boobs. boobs Sometimes boobs, boobs. they kind of look also, like butts. Yeah. Also, kids use that as like an identifier between male and female. Like, I always yeah. used to do a triangle. Adult... <laughs> A little dress. But yeah, a little cube. Yeah. Well, but then at one point I was getting curious and I drew like uh, what I thought, what I thought a man looked like with just like a tube, no balls, no testicles, nothing, but it just looked like a, like a water hose coming like a out of paper tube. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like that, 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 and I remember sitting in Catholic church, like drawing these pictures and my mom looking over and going, <gasps> and like closing my journal or my notebook that I was drawing in. And then the she Bible. like grabbed me by my hand and walked me out to the back of the church. And she was like, Dana, you can't draw that. And I was like, I know, but I was curious what this looks like. So I figured I'd draw it and try and figure out what it is. And she's like, we don't draw those things in church. So um, it was just, it was just really funny. Cause like, that was my experience trying to figure out what the male, you know, yes. anatomy looked like. And I knew I had kind of seen one before probably, but like, not recently, so from my imagination, this is probably what it looked like. Yeah, and from, yeah, I, I had kind of a. I it was I wasn't drawing, mm-hmm. but my understanding of what a like the female anatomy was when I was little was I don't know how I got this idea, but it, that they had inside out penises. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, <laughs> so, kind of. And I, I just, You're not far off, but I, I didn't understand that it was interior, not exterior. When I was wait, uh, I'm trying to get this. Wait, it was not inside out penis. So it was just a dick, but turned inside yes. out. Yes, essentially. Yeah. So basically, you're just talking about a flesh jack. What's that? It's a fleshlight. A fleshlight, dudes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was the difference. Essentially, yeah. it's the same exact thing. They're just different brands. It's just it's just blue instead of pink. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, which one's for the straight guy? Does it matter? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, when I was very little, I thought that I, uh, I, I kind of knew the vagina was an opening because mm-hmm. I'd heard it referred to as a cut. Mm-hmm. A cut. I'd, I'd, okay. heard, I'd heard it referred to as a cut, and that stuck with my my mind. And uh, so I knew it was a hole, and I thought that when a woman was aroused, a tail came out of it. What? 
<laughs> yeah, very strange idea. I think I saw some pornography and looked away very quickly and did not understand what I was seeing. Mm. But I thought that when a woman was having sex, a, a tail came out of the vagina, which was an idea that stuck around in my head for a long time. No See, wonder guys are terrified of vaginas. It's because yes, no one knows how they work. Are there teeth in there? Like, my, we don't really know. Like, <laughs> so when my understanding of what the female anatomy was had evolved a little bit, one of my friends told me is that they had tiny penises. Which now I understand is is a clitoris. A clitoris. But then I was like, wait, girls have little tiny penises? <laughs> That's weird. I don't want that. <laughs> My goodness. That's interesting. This ever, is really, I feel like this is really a, enlightening. Do you ever look at a vagina and kind of realize that like, this is kind of, you could rearrange this into a penis. That's it's, it's, what? It's not, uh, it's not as different as a, as a bike from a car. It's those, more like a, a Jeep Patriot from a Jeep Cherokee. Like you could rearrange it. And yeah, make those, it into, those surgeries are performed every day. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's just junk. I just think it's so weird because I have tons of gay friends who are like, oh, vaginas. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I was never, I think because I was so sheltered. And because I actually like read my high school biology book, because I was sheltered up until that point, did you not go to that I am Texas? A, that I am a I'm one of those weird gay dudes who aren't scared of vaginas. Well, it's so funny because a lot of a <laughs> there lot are a of, lot of straight dudes afraid of vaginas too. A lot of women are you know afraid what? of vaginas because we don't know what they look like. Half half like uh, get I think a mirror down there, girl. I think it's about fifty percent of women have never even seen their vaginas. So vaginas it's like, are very. Varied. They're, yeah. They, they're, yeah. They're finicky, from yeah. what I understand. They're, but they're all they're all different. Yes. They, they don't all look the same. Well, it's like a little a rose, but you know, yeah. dicks different. aren't dicks are not standard issue. I can tell you that. And porn isn't <laughs> a this good. This is my rifle. This is my gun. This is for pride, and this is for fun. <laughs> well, porn's not a very good indicator of that. No, because, because they're all know. big and sloppy. And it's, same thing with the vaginas. Is that uh, in porn a lot of vaginas uh, have uh, I can't think of the hairless anatomical names right now but the inner lips are very small and not prominent at all which mm. isn't the case for a lot of women there are a lot of color um issues too it's like pornography is mostly pink vaginas and vaginas aren't always pink i feel like we've run away yeah sometimes they're real blue. hard sometimes they're green i think it's i mean we're kind of in the vein of of what we're discussing here because um one of the things that i found that's important about rubber dolling um it, which is actually the term that's used sometimes for maskers as well. Right. Um, <clears throat> is that they want to have all of these things like they want, but they don't want to like give up what they've got to have that as well. So there's, what's really interesting is they have rubber skin suits that have all of these things like breasts and, um, you know, anatomically correct um, bits and pieces. What noise was that? Chris? So um, what I thought was really cool because um, the noise meant vagina. Yeah. Oof, there we go. Vagina. See, Oof. But then you, but, then you the ask one. any, you ask, you know, <laughs> some, some straight ladies and you say, Ooh, penis. And they're like, oh, all right. It's a penis. Um, so I don't know. Maybe we're as scared. Was, as was that a penises. roll your eyes? It's a penis or was like, that a, oh. it, like they just, they, they just haven't seen a pretty penis. Okay. No such thing exists. You, what do you do to make it pretty? You tie like a ribbon on it. No, the prettiest penis little, can be is when it's symmetrical. Oh, Okay. Give it some fake eyelashes. Are you done? <laughs> and I remember I got a book about puberty, and it said that most aren't symmetrical. In fact, it is uncommon for them to be symmetrical. symmetrical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They all kind of junk off to the side. Just a little uh, bit. Like an old beagle. 
<laughs> that runs my left sideways. leg doesn't work very like well. a dachshund turning right. Oh Just my like... god. Okay, um, let's talk a little bit about rubber dolling. These are people that wear rubber uh, rubber doll suits. Sometimes they want to look doll-ish, mm-hmm. and sometimes they. You know, want to just resemble, you know, like a, f- a feminine yeah, but, form or like a always, masculine there's a, there's form. There's a cartoon fantasy level and there's a reality level. Mm-hmm. It's kind of all things. Uh, sometimes they uh, will wear their skins out in public. Um, and sometimes sometimes people ca- cross-dress and sometimes they don't. Um, these, some of them are made to have like feminine curves and prosthetic breasts. But there are also... Um, prosthetic penises for trans men who want a convincing male look when using urinals, which I thought was kind of cool. And it's all produced by the same company. There's one company that kind of has a monopoly on all of this. Um, And it's called Femskin, which is actually a really fantastic website um, helping people kind of figure out what they're looking for in terms of like different anatomies that are available. Um, And so they have like different models that will show you um, kind of the different options and things. Um, But that's like most most of this is regarding the body. Some of them uh, you can get different rubber heads to go with um, if you want to wear a mask as well, um, which would mean that you would be a mask or probably not a rubber doll. Um, So there's kind of different like bits and pieces, I guess, depending on which um, setup you choose. I guess that would just like kind of designate you as either a mask or or a rubber doll. What country is that company based out of? Florida. Really? It's its own country. country. Florida's it is. Own I was just there. I, I don't like to accept it either. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Um, this guy and his mom make all the femskins in Florida. Oh, huh. And it was a, a company that he adopted from his dad it's who identified, who identified oh, wow. a niche in the market for these people that wanted to wear rubber doll suits um, out in public. And they make these in Florida, which is really pretty cool. Hold on. I have, uh, I have to take a phone call. I to let my mom know about a business opportunity. Oh, dear. <laughs> what I thought was really cool is um, the suits are stretchable enough to fit any size and are said to be comfortable enough to wear for hours at a time. Um, I challenge that. <laughs> I wonder how, and this is just a, this is just a silly side question, how would you go to the bathroom in one of those? Um, you'd probably just have to roll the skin down. Just the whole thing. Um, I think it's two depending on what kind of. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, it's two separate yeah. pieces. Okay. Well, there, there's yeah, two was. types. Uh, right. The the model it two. It looks like a suit to me. The model two has two pieces. There's gotcha. like a top piece and a bottom piece. Um, and then there's the the type three, um, which is the original one piece suit, um, gotcha. which is more like this. I'm sure watching someone take. One off has got to look a little strange. That's like watching the skin too. move around like something out of a dream. Yeah, that's a that's a masker. Can I can I see this thing mm-hmm. real quick? Mm-hmm. It looks like Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, the uh, the model uh, three or four that we saw. Uh, it the one of the top pictures showed it had person a wearing it. Uh, two pulling it yes, out. that's the model two. Gotcha. And this uh, the this model doesn't have um, arms. Yeah, usually, usually you get arm sleeves. Those are separate, and you'll wear like a like an undersuit to kind of allow for flexibility and movement. Um, also, a lot of rubber maskers or rubber dolls uh, will put powder inside just for sweat. Yeah, no, it's it's kind of like a it's kind of like a latex. Yeah, like a latex suit. I'm yes. wondering where's yes. the where's the spot where you put your thumb between the breasts. <laughs> No, they're not small. Wow. So you put your foot, nice callback. <laughs> I will say, um, without a human being in them, they look a little unsettling. Because yeah. they're headless and armless. Yeah. But what's neat but is But they like, are very 
Very looking. No yeah. belly button, though. Oh, very subtle belly, belly button. Little belly button. Oh. You can also get them in different colors, and you can get them to look metallic as well, which I thought was kind of cool. Like, if you're going for, like, the fembot look, you can go to a like rave. A, well, and, yeah. and get I, in I, there. I don't know if this sounds inappropriate or not. I, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't, wanna, wearing I wouldn't want to say anything inappropriate, but mm-hmm. there, there's, a, uh, there's a dream-like quality about it. Yeah. Uh, about the suit. The, the, it doesn't quite... Um, it doesn't quite pass as reality. Mm-hmm. And so adding fantasy elements to it, I, I feel like would enhance it in a way, but that that's my own personal. That's the uh, uncanny valley. Yeah. It kind of mm-hmm. enters the uncanny valley to the point where accentuating the, yeah, kind of making it more ridiculous. Some, Dana's holding a picture of them in, kind of in awesome. like these body suits. Yeah. Like neon yeah. colored Basically, suits. Basically they just look like neon. Yeah. Colored body suits. Those seem yeah. fun. Um, which they're just called cat suits. They're silicone cat suits. Um, they come in nine different colors. Damn, son. So it could be fun. Like, if you want to, you know, wear this suit out to be, you know, a thing. To get some uh, go out and be crazy. EDM yeah. festival or something. And I'm sure there's there's tons of folks out there. And, you know, I guess this is for more of our entry-level listeners. But there's plenty of folks out there who are... Um, very confident and happy in their gender mm-hmm. and are excited by the idea of being able to take on another gender. I'm just giving it a shot. Yeah. Uh, without having to, to go through a surgery or without having to go through. Yeah. And without treatments. any, and without any judgment, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't think any, any less of a human being in, in, a, in a suit. Like, I'm just, I'm just curious. Well, yeah. I, Let's give if it a shot. I was to see someone dressed like that, like at a rave or something, I, you wouldn't, would, I wouldn't give it a second. Thought. No. Yeah. I wouldn't even like, Recognize but it. Honestly, like, but oh, honestly, just walking cool. down the street, I'm one to very much mind my own business. So if I saw a man's face with that kind of suit on them with the, the boobs and all, I'd be like, uh-huh. that dude's figuring something out and power to him. I, I might do a double take because from a distance, you wouldn't like notice. <laughs> from a distance, no, there's nothing wrong with cross that. When you like cross mm-hmm. paths, you, you probably won't notice and you'll be like on your phone or whatever and then be like, wait. I'd be like, that man's figuring himself out. Get after it. I need to show you a picture of, of one of their like biggest clients. Um, this one gentleman who basically He's the YouTube channel and he invents yeah. characters around I've seen I've yes, seen these. Yeah. Three, um, but pounds. this is before we get into that, I was gonna say this is interesting. Um they have one product, Femskin offers this one product called the Cherry Popper. Um, it's like painting a vagina over the male genitals. The Cherry Popper is a very soft, pigmented silicone vagina, which stays moist and never dries out. The skin is baby smooth. And the first time that the vagina is penetrated, the cherry must be broken. So that's interesting. They actually make it workable. Um, so that's that's just amazing, the technology that we have to make this um, I don't trust anything a, that stays possible. moist without ever drying out. So the, the product that Dana's just described, it, it's essentially a thong that you would put on over, or, or I guess a G-string you'd put on, mm-hmm. and, over your and it's a tip. vagina. That It's a vagina that goes over a penis. I've actually, I've seen these kind of things before. Mm-hmm. $300. But if you really no, want absolutely. to experience that... You know, um, as somebody who's dressing up as a rubber doll yeah, or I've, something. I've you know? seen these kind of things before where it's like a guy who is either trans or cross-dressing mm-hmm. and they have a fake vagina. So that way, if there is a uh, camel toe, mm-hmm. it's a camel toe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a moose knuckle. Yeah. Right. Is moose knuckle an offensive term? I have no idea. No, I don't just, think so. I don't so. Like your balls sticking out, right? I always thought moose knuckle was um, was a camel toe, but like too thick. Oh, I thought it was like your balls. 
I, I oh, heard. I thought it was, it was a camel toe. Except for dudes. What, what yeah. have you heard for muscle uh, for uh, moose knuckle? For moose knuckle, because for moose knuckle, that I've I've heard multiple different things, but the accepted consensus that I've heard is that it is a exceptionally deep uh, camel camel toe. But I've also heard that it's a it's an offensive term against overweight folks because moose knuckle is a overweight woman's camel toe. I've heard different things. I've, I've heard both, a... which makes me kind of think that the term moose knuckle ill-defined is ill-defined. Okay. Like, yeah, no one knows what it is. They just picked something yeah. to not like and called it a moose knuckle. I thought, I thought it was yeah. like a guy wearing a banana <laughs> hammock that, you know. Because honestly, I've heard that too. I've heard, I've heard of, you know, men have moose knuckles and women have... Goodness. Camel toes. Camel toes. Yeah, it's 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 the birds and the bees, the camels and the mooses. I've heard <laughs> <laughs> too many animals. Can we just talk about human? Can beings? we just talk about dicks and vaginas? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I thought that, that was really cool that they have so many different options for people that really want to um, like wear a prosthetic suit. That kind of helps yeah, them just feel that, um, yeah. more more like they're in their own skin. But it's like kind of like not their own skin, which is kind of cool. We've discussed in several episodes how a, a lot of fetishes revolve around a second skin. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there is a a number of fetishes that revolve around wearing something skin tight, mm-hmm. whether it's latex, leather, and here we have uh, flesh, but synthetic flesh. I think we uh, all of us have a desire to you know be something more or something different than skin what we are. Walker to you know. <laughs> take a walk in someone else's shoes yeah. mm-hmm. or be someone else. I was just listening to an interview with the guy who was like one of the top players for uh city of heroes, the MMO, like, and people would just like bow down before him when he walked by because he was the like known across the server as the best player. And he was saying he started just identifying as that guy where mm-hmm. he would just think of himself as that. Away from the game. Yeah. Like where he was like, people praise me. People like look up to me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I think the ultimate human fantasy is is to be the shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. To not mm-hmm. have to deal with buying products or surgeries or hormones. It would just be nice to be able to mm-hmm. to change shape at any whim or notice. And, and that even brings in the idea of, of how much of our not only sexual identity, but how much of our identity is defined by our body. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the movie Scanners. Has anyone seen that? Yes. I have not. Seen spoiler that. alert! Do you mind if I spoil the ending? Oh, go ahead. So these two dudes are having this battle to explode each other's mind, <laughs> but okay. at the last minute, <laughs> he pulls a trickaroo where he implants his consciousness on the bad guy's consciousness, and then his own, own head explodes. But he put his mind inside of the bad guy's body, so he lives on in the bad guy. So he lives on in the bad guy's body, in his, his own body. Is his head done. just exploded, but yeah. he traded places, so the bad guy's consciousness is done. Um, and then the bad guy's body walks off with the female love interest. It's a and really stupid. Twist. It, it is, but like you have to wonder uh, how much of our identity is wrapped up in in our physical form. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at folks who sense. either survive trauma or are. Uh, Get extensive plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. I remember I, I had a, a former girlfriend who had terrible braces for years and years. Mm-hmm. And then the second she came back from having terrible braces, it was an entirely new identity because of how the world saw her. Yeah. And uh, so much of what makes us us is how people respond to us, which mm-hmm. is highly uh, influenced by our appearance. Right. Well, that's one thing that I read about um, in these, these skins that you can get as well. Um, 
Sometimes people want to cover up their scars or aging skin or flabby skin, right? This thing is super tight and it'll hold your skin and it's soft. It's soft and it's supple and it's super, you know, touchable versus like, you know, old man skin may not be like soft and snuggly and touchable, right? Mm. It might be dry and itchy or whatever, but this, you know, fake skin is soft. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but eh, I, just, she. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of interesting. Um, cocoa butter. Have we talked very much about pop culture? I kind of waited on that one because we didn't actually we were talk about it. Bob's I, Burgers. Bob's Anakin. Burgers and the movie we just discussed. And yeah. I would say that, that YouTube channel, It. I will say its popularity is mostly out of folks mocking it, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think, unfortunately. I'm sure. I'm sure um, that's the case, but it's probably because they just don't understand. Well, and to use the word lovingly, it is it is weird. Right. I take that as a positive thing. I think that's a big thing of, of kink cast is weird is something to be embraced. Right. Um, and it, it is a little strange. It's a person embracing this fantasy and inventing different characters for their their different skins. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of folks are make fun of it, and that's right. popular. But but they they own it, and they don't give a shit, which is power to them. Right. Indeed, indeed. Oh, there's the movie Frank where the guy wears. A different head. You've seen yeah. it. You I would it. say that clarifies. I did not like the movie Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Lars and the Real Girl. Yeah, which we didn't really cover real dolls as much this episode, but of course, Lars and the Real Girl is a film starring um, not Owen Wilson about a real doll. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Frank Gosling. Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yes, Ryan Gosling. Were you about to get them confused? <laughs> um, you know, they're both. You know, like One handsome got a white dudes. Nose and goes, wow. Yeah, Ryan Gosling. Wow. Yeah, damn okay. it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I really, I grew up watching the movie Mannequin and Mannequin Two. Um, I don't remember. They're not. I think they're hilarious. I know, I know I've seen it, but I don't. I do not remember. It's I not. love Hollywood in his car, and he's like, "Oh my god, girl!" Like he's just. He's hilarious. He's that, he's, that, he's that wonderful 90s gay I, trope. I've heard the second yeah, one's not actually like, yeah. like a sequel. It's, uh, it's it was not. written as a completely different movie. And then to make it a sequel, they added in Hollywood mm-hmm. to this uh, to it to make it, you know, it's the same. Even though it's completely different. It's yeah. like about a girl who was like turned into a mannequin or to a statue mm-hmm. like in like the 1400s. Wow. Um, yeah. Trying to add Are there history. other pop culture references? Are there other things where people fall in love with statues? Um, there is the one girl who's famous for um, marrying out with the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, she married the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. Um, she's actually a very famous. Um, What's next? Bow and arrow. What's archer? Archer. 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 She's a very famous archer. Um, was been, on the Olympic team for she's a while. Been banned from visiting the Eiffel Tower now. It's quite possible. There no, are, no, like there's there's a documentary. I think it's on Netflix that kind of details her life, mm-hmm. and apparently she would yell at people who were visiting the tower for touching it, and she would like, um, make out with the handrail. And, that's terrifying. Um, I just want everyone in, in their cars right now or at work to know that we are a better podcast than making jokes about her inserting the Eiffel Tower into herself. Okay, that's... And that joke is low-hanging fruit, and we are better than that. Uh, we are... I didn't make the joke. I said we're above that joke. <laughs> All uh, I'm saying is that, like, that's an interesting form of object fetishism. There's a lot of people that are, like, really big into landscapes and monuments and things I like that. I think it's important yeah. that we, we find where that line the, the line yeah. is drawn, because it sounds like that is um, irrational. And, yeah. and If she's yelling at people, just random people that are just walking by the Eiffel Tower... Mm-hmm. Then she was probably rightfully banned from. I feel like that. I think that we need to do another sanity. episode. 
I think we need to do another episode on object fetishism because this is just one type. I I don't think object fetishism should. And even even with like even with like the quote unquote topic of this episode, we've touched on Mm -hmm. several different types of it. So, Mm -hmm. well, I mean, it has to do with dolls, it has to do with statues, has to do with mannequins. So it's like in the family tree of things. There's object fetishism, and then one branch down, there's like uh, a, a gametophilia. And then from there down, like it's there, that's that's where we have maskers and um, so I think we've uh, spoken Pygmalianism. extensively yeah. about uh, the positivity of this. I think, as always, it is important to discuss when a fetish can take on a um, more negative force on life, mm-hmm. and that is probably when fantasy starts to overtake reality, as we just mentioned with the girl, the Parisian archer. Mm-hmm. Is at what point? Is this a negative influence on your life rather than rather than a fantasy that makes you unique and that brings you happiness? I mean, as always, if a uh, fetish brings you internal turmoil, not external, you should never give a shit what other people think as Mm -hmm. long as you're being safe, sane and consensual. But um, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of putting words out there this time. Oh, I thought you were going to bring up a serial killer. Uh, <laughs> Ed Gein probably wouldn't have killed women if he'd had that website. Oh, dear. I know some people um, that participate in, like, rubber dolling and masking, um, they're obviously socially ostracized quite often and also lose contact with families sometimes as well um, because it's really hard to hear, you know, like, somebody in your family um, coming out and just being like, actually, I'd like to live my life as a rubber doll. Yeah. Like, um, <clears throat> so that, that would be kind of the, the worst of it, I think. That, um, that's the crossover. Cause I mean, like, uh, and, and it almost feels even weird to say, but it would be very, it would be very strange to me if at Christmas, a member of my family insisted on being very open about their BDSM lifestyle. Right. I, I guess that there's the idea of some fetishes can be, uh, behind closed doors and some cannot right um and when it comes to rubber dolling i guess there would be different forms of it of wanting to go out into the world as opposed to having the alternative lifestyle well it's like you you shouldn't be forcing your like sexuality on another person yeah i feel i feel like there is some things you can say to your family some broad things like oh well i'm gay you yeah come out to your family but I don't feel like when you have this kink, you don't need to necessarily bring that home for Christmas. Yeah, like, if if it is your, like, kink to be, like, watched by strangers while you're having sex, you are affecting other people with your kink. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, the same thing with, like, what you were saying. If you, you know, like, you're if you're, like, forcing everyone to, like, know, like, oh, I'm always, like, into BDSM, so I'm always going to wear, like, leather nipple clamps around you. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that will, will is affect. taking consent away from other people, too. I feel like you could make that argument in homophobia, though, and that's what makes me want to experiment with this more, is... What, what, what piqued my interest was the word consent when you were talking about it, because if they want to do what they want to do, and they're actively getting onto you with it... They can do what they want to do. And yeah. I totally respect that. Yeah. And if I'm around them, they have not stolen anything from me. Mm-hmm. It is up to me to decide whether I'm okay to see that or not. And it's my decision to stay or go. But I feel like it's... um. There's definitely a thing where when someone actively starts to push it on you and say, Hey, let's talk more about what I'm doing. Whether it's making you uncomfortable or not. So I feel like your kinks... 
those are yours. They're very personal yeah. to you. I feel, I feel like we're, we're starting to get into this very important area where sex meets lifestyle. Indeed. And yes. I feel like we live in this modern age. So I keep imagining the Christmas dinner and you sit down with a cousin you had talked to a long time and they're gay. Okay, who gives a shit? Yeah. And they, they, they brought their, their significant other of the same gender. Okay, who gives a shit? Anyone who gives them shit for it is an asshole. Okay? They decided that they're trans. Anyone who gives them shit for it can go fuck themselves because they're trans who gives a shit. But then you start getting into the area of um, – and, and I don't mean to sound so derogatory out of the gates, but it is their sexual lifestyle that requires them to attend Christmas dinner in the latex mask suit. Or in um, in furry attire mm. with uh, as Roger the armadillo, and that's when it starts getting this idea of where does social acceptability turn to um, turn to an area where it is violating your own personal space? Because mm-hmm. while well, if I had a cousin show up and they were in the latex suit, I wouldn't give a shit, and like, I would honestly I would defend them. Like, who mm-hmm. gives a shit? But there would be those family members that would be like, "Well, I don't want to go out to get ice cream with you," but, and, and I would go get ice cream with them. But if I had a family member who insisted on being a nudist and they showed up at Christmas dinner not wearing anything, I would say, "No, this violates other people." Um, I guess this is a long-winded if way of saying. Well, I mean, that, if it's if it's a mode of dress, then yes, I do agree that it would not be that much of a big deal. But if you are showing up nude, then it would be affecting others. Uh, I guess that's my long-winded way of saying that I, I see no problem with going out into public as a masker. See, I just um, feel like if you are gaining sexual gratification from from it... If you're getting sexual gratification from dressing up and going to your family's house, yeah, then you yeah, probably, probably shouldn't, shouldn't be doing do it in front of your family. Yeah, <laughs> And then that, again, is the intersection of lifestyle and sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I guess that really comes to a personal person and their personal relationships. Uh, a person's relationship with themselves and others of being willing to lose things over their sexual lifestyle. But that's kind of just fuck other people. Yeah. Fuck other people if they don't accept you for what you are. Mm. Diversity is the spice of life. Indeed. <clears throat> Variety. Variety. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I said that wrong. No, 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 no. I loved it. Oh, okay. Um, Diversity is good Should we too. talk about some products? Let's go into products. How Do That it. vagina that was just a G-string with a vagina. It's like 85 bucks. It was $300. Uh, depends. There are three types. There are actually four types, but three three types that they're offering here. Um, let me see here. <clears throat> the entire package deal that you can get um, is. <laughs> oh, I should mention not that quick. kind of package. I'm sure there's a. Uh, I'm sure there's ladies who would wear one of these as well for some reason. That's or what um, I'm, I kind of would. Yeah. Because like, think about it. If it like if it tucks the tummy and it makes my boobs like lift nice and pretty, I I would do well, it. It's a different identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I would I would assume because okay, well I'm just gonna I already started so I'm gonna go for it. There are these little things that allow women to pee standing up in the forest when they go camping. Mm-hmm. I would assume they would just put like a penis sleeve on one of them and just be like, boom, there you go. Yeah. Well, that you do that and then they have like a nice little silicone penis and you yeah. can just be like, la la la, boom, look, done. I'm Sabrera. just like you. You can buy those at AutoZone for much cheaper. As all, <laughs> but they're not. They're, it's like it, there's a there's a specific thing for like oil changes that's essentially a shiwi for like an eighth of the price of it. Yeah, it's a funnel. Shiwi. Yeah, that's but so it's, cool. like it's, a, it's a long yeah. funnel with a 
You never heard of a Shiwi? I no, love no, it. No, oh, man. They, they, women take them into the forest so they can pee standing up and not waste. Any I just love the name for some really interesting water sports. Okay, okay yeah, careful that too. with that. We'll get it. That's our next episode. This We're is my lifestyle, it. Uncle. Okay. <laughs> I need to pee on you while, pee we're on eating, while we're eating Thanksgiving on dinner. the turkey. Oh, to pee on the turkey. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, what is so happening? so you can buy the entire setup here for what I see as being reasonably cheap like some of the re- the real dolls that we saw were like super expensive but oh, some yeah. of these skins that you can get are only like um the, the first package that they're having a deal on right now is eighteen hundred dollars reasonably cheap reasonably cheap for, um, a, for a full skin suit yeah, that's you can like, buy a car mm-hmm. broken down car but yeah um they have all kinds of different breasts you can get if you just want to get um, breasts. Um, like they go from like a, a C the, cup. The Halloween like temporary store. They have like no. there's they have like the little tits. I back. doubt it'd be the same quality if you bought it at a Halloween yeah. store. No, they're they're terribly cheap. These yeah. are really nice. <laughs> um well they have um sizes from C cups to E cups. Wow. Um, hey. and they're about three hundred dollars. Three hundred bucks for a pair of boobs. Mm-hmm. Leaving off the little. That's small a bargain. Ones. Yeah, that's a bargain. Um, the suits um, they start off at. Oh, some of them have butts, and some of them don't have butts. Ooh, how much is a butt? <laughs> uh, let's see. An unfilled bottom is five hundred dollars. Uh, with a filled bottom with a rectum is nine hundred, $800. $800 for a full rectum? Uh-huh. And then there's also a rectum. urination pouch kit. Is it a usable rectum or like... I'd imagine so. Damn. Do you just have to line up the is inner butthole and the outer butthole to make up... I would assume. Um, it has a pouch that allows urine to pass through, is what it says here. A urination pouch kit. Hmm. Um... They really thought this through. Dang. Yeah, yeah, they've done some work on this. That's awesome. Um, let's see. The cherry popper vaginas come in three great designs: the cherry popper, the cherry chased, which is not pop. Uh, it's only two hundred dollars. And it doesn't pop. It does not pop. It is a closed vagina. Um, it's. Uh, let's see. It should be cheaper. It says here the vagina stays moist, never dries out, and is just as baby smooth. And like her big sister, she is just begging to be popped. But she doesn't pop. Oh, but oh, I get it. Okay. Um, Break it down. It can be okay. The cherry chase can be penetrated through the vagina and into the same pouch as the wearer's penis um, or through the vagina and into the wearer's anus. The cherry cherry chase is designed so that the male genitals become a part of the female genitals. Another great option for perfecting your female image. Then there's the Bonnie Peach. It's the little cousin. Oh, the the cherry poppers UK cousin. Um, the little cousin of the popper and the chaste also made a very soft pigmented silicone with a vagina that stays moist, never dries out, and just as baby smooth. The redesigned vagina is easily popped on its first use. Um, so it's thin. It's a thinner one. Um, but yeah, kind of interesting. This whole Why thing is, is interesting. UK? It's fascinating. I don't know. The, bon- but the Bonnie Peach. This one looks like it's got some like. Peaches, I think Georgia. This yeah, one well, looks when like you, it's. When you heard Bonnie, what do you think? Georgia? No. <laughs> a Bonnie Lass. I don't know. The Bonnie Lass. It just looks like it's. Oh, I think a Bonnie May. Okay, well, careful. <laughs> it's UK. I found that offensive. Why? I don't know. I just did. Why not? I, I think I'm the only one here who has a friend named Bonnie May. That's our. That's our. That's our whole damn. You know. I had a fifth grade teacher named Bonnie. 
See? And she wasn't British. <laughs> um, but there are lots Not of different options out there. Um, I also was able to find some other products for people. Um, My Bonnie I mean, besides the ocean. Obviously, exactly. thinking, thinking about uh, stat- statues and mannequins and things like that. I mean, you can find a mannequin. But let's not forget, and I'm bringing this one back from the feet episode, um, the silicone model display hands and feet. Um, they're super soft. You can actually, like, get them to, like, grip or stretch out, but they're made of silicone, so they're soft. Oh, um, so you, they're, you can f- Some of them have wires in them, so you can flex them to form whatever kind of thing you want, and they're about 100 even, bucks. I wasn't even here for that one. There's also the silicone feet. With where the ankle is about, like it's just a foot. Think of it as like a silicone foot, and it's got a vagina, vagina in the ankle. Um, it's a, it's Still got don't a. Don't understand how the vagina works on that. Yeah, I don't know either. It's, it would, it's, um, it's a flashlight. No, yeah. How is it situated? From the front or from the bottom or from the back? I feel like it. I'll show the, you. I'll show you. I have a all I know is, without being offensive, I think it would genuinely be one of my worst nightmares having someone fuck my foot. See, I, I just, there are so many nerve endings down there. Uh, again, that is not at all what I thought it would be. Yeah, it's, a, it's, not, like, it's not like mid-calf. Yeah, 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 yeah. it is I, as if someone cut off someone's leg and then fucked the hole where the bone would be. I'm going to kink shame on that one. I don't, understand, oh. I don't understand a severed foot with a vagina where the bone should be. This is you actually know, Tommy being very honest, because usually it starts with... I don't kink shame. No, it's because I, it's because I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna own up. If I'm gonna say something kink shamey and offensive, I'm gonna open by saying I'm gonna kink shame. All right, if you're gonna you start with not kink shame. And yeah, and now I'm I, I'm <laughs> setting an air to my ways. If you're gonna buy an entire a like full twenty seconds of you saying you're not kink shaming someone, go I'm ahead. going to throw shit at a community, then I will say community. I'm throwing shit at you. If you're fucking the amputated end of an amputated leg. Um, so this is for people, this is, this is an (laughs) economical, um, also easily concealable, um, part of a doll. Like if you can't buy a doll from the hips down, um, this is a good alternative to maybe, okay, let's let's just put a vagina on it. It's like the old pirate's tail when they have the wooden leg, you just pop it off and instead of fill the points, I'm I'm joking around. It it makes sense. If you're attracted to feet and pussies, you kind of have both in one doll. It's not in one easily usable object. I don't genuinely think that everyone who likes feet and vaginas wants Mm -hmm. to cut off ladies feet. Yeah. It's not my actual, thoughts it's also oh, no, like those not. it's also like those um femme flesh or whatever they're called um lady flesh i forget what they're actually called but they have like um a butthole a vagina and then on the front just like lips and a mouth skin? and yeah skin. but it's not but femme skin is this oh it's a different so, thing okay, yeah I'm no so it's sorry. a whole different thing i'm so sorry um but it's like one it's like one pillow looking thing that you can bang it's so like a got a butt it's got an anus and, and a vagina. vagina. But on the other side, it's there's also another, got a mouth. a mouth. But it's not anatomically correct. It's just a, yeah, like, it's a literally. Person. It's like you yeah. melted a person. Yes. So, apparently, so apparently there are three holes with three different textures inside of them. Do we want to move on to the FDI? Yep. Okay, so it's Let's not supposed it. oh, to look like not quite a person. Done. No. Oh, sorry. Uh, there are tons of erotic dolls and statues um, that I found also. People that are obsessed with, like, dolls sometimes like to dress them up and put them in kinky situations. Hmm. Like... Uh, Have you been to uh, the, uh, a, uh, a gas station and seen like little fairy or like heavy metal dolls? No. You guys never stop. Am I? Have I've I been, been living I've, in another I've, universe? I've, you guys. I've been the only fairy in a South Texas gas station. 
But and so you see the like the little like they've got like a a little swastika knife and like a little no. a little what? china doll. No. You guys have never stopped the middle of nowhere gas stations, okay? No. Um, so this is, you can buy all kinds of like BDSM equipment and things like that for your dolls. For Barbie. For Barbie. Uh, for Barbie, but there's other dolls too. It fits a whole bunch of different oh, dolls. That's And Marowak. they have lots of different kinds. So, what? um, um, I, stop looking through my I, Pokemon. I, I went one over. Oh, okay. I think it'd be more of this. I'm sorry. I didn't okay. go, go back. Um, but did. it's, it's kind of funny because like, there's a whole bunch of different things out there. So let's not also forget like some of those really sexy dolls that are like based on anime dolls. characters. Well, not brats, but like, yeah, yeah. Like, kind of, yeah like there's the action figures. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. They also and have a bunch of those We're going well. through your phone and I know that I've gone too far through your personal pictures when I see something boring. Cause I'm looking at the dirty pictures. <laughs> that one looks like the, uh, human alien hybrid. Which one? You've, you've trusted some very scary people with your phone. Well, I, I'm not trustworthy. <laughs> I don't really have anything too dirty. Oh, yeah, that's a masker. Yeah. Yeah. She's fantastic. I think she looks fantastic. That's a nice look. Indeed. Um, and you would never know that there's a 70-year-old man underneath there. Get in there, 70-year-old awesome. man. So there's lots of erotic dolls and statues and also erotic clothing for dolls and statues. Um, and there's, I mean, there's all kinds of other stuff out there. So um, Google, have fun. There's all kinds of interesting things that you can find on the Mattel internet. wonder if Mattel sues those people or if they have to... Mm. Interesting. I mean, There's also what? people that you can hire to paint nipples on dolls and things was, like that. Uh, like sex cages for Barbie. Mm-hmm. And, like, so, and they're using the Barbie brand and sex. Oh, got it. All right. Well, that's weird. Anyways, let's move on to the FDI. Yes, uh, I was going to open on this one. Go for it. I want to give uh, attraction to statues a one, mm-hmm. as long as you're not committing like fucking like you're jacking off on in public. I guess it's only risk there, but that's its own thing. I wanted to give masking a two. But it's more of like a financial two. Mm-hmm. I, I guess there's a lot of there's a lot of money and a mild amount of safety that needs to go into. I've never seen Barbie like this. Mm-hmm. She's <laughs> very happy to be like that too. Oh, she's always smiling. right now. We're looking at a picture of Barbie in a skin tied red leather suit with a black harness in a stripper cage, and mm-hmm. we've just gone completely off track. <laughs> she, uh, I've never seen Barbie with a smile like that. It's a lovely smile. I on think Barbie. those are called bar- uh, go-go dolls. No, they're called, no, they're called Barbarellas. Mm-hmm. Oh, Barbarellas. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, anything that, that involves <laughs> full body skin suit does come with some very minor health risks that require the minimum amount of maintenance, uh, checking in on your own health, overheating, yes. stuff like that. This is about as soft as a two as you can get. And a lot of the concerns just come from money. Make sure you're spending your money in the right way, committing it the right way. Um, I'd give this a one. And I don't mean anything derogatory by giving it a two. It's just you, you need to do your homework and you need to be in communication with yourself and your own health mm-hmm. if you're going to be wearing a full body suit. Indeed. The, the most mild of twos you can give. Mm-hmm. What about you, Dana? Um, I would probably give this uh, a one for yeah dolls and things like that. I think I would pretty much agree with you on this, as long as you're not actually like trying to have sex in public with a, you know, strange statue. Eiffel Tower. Yeah, well, and an Eiffel Tower, not so much, but like the if you're trying to, if you're trying Stonehenge. to have sex, yeah, if you're trying to have sex with with you know a soldier statue on the square or something, then that's problematic. Um, it's illegal. Yeah. Yeah, also that. Um, and you're violating other people's consent by 
forcing being publicly indecent. Yes, so now absolutely. You've, you've rung up to a five now. Yeah, that's that's when it's getting too far. But otherwise, I would say this is pretty safe. Um, just look out for <laughs> my my perpetual concern on some of these wearables. Uh, look out for chafing. Yeah, that's no fun. Nobody was, likes to be chafed. So you can bask on that one as well. Yeah, you gotta get yeah. some baby powder in those uh, body suits. Yeah. Oh yeah. Put some soap in there. Well, just I mean, just, just baby powder. Just, just baby powder is going to make it easy to put on and take off. It's going to be, yeah. You know, as I've learned as an adult, baby powder and baking soda really just solve they just most fix everything. Problems. They really do. Pretty much interchangeable. Mm-hmm. If you're cutting cocaine, don't put baking soda in your gimp suit, <laughs> but put baby powder in your cookies. No, no. that's that's a pu- just switch that. Put baking soda in the cookies but and just put Tommy baby powder saying, in the gimp If you are going to cut your cocaine, either will do. <laughs> if you're going to cut your cocaine, don't sell Borax. cocaine. Stay away from talcum powder. It causes cancer. Borax. Borax. I'm going to go ahead and give just the admiration and sexualization of statues and dolls and things like that a one. Um... Also, I'm agreeing with my with my friends here. If you're trying to get with them in public, that's not okay. Don't do that. Um, and if you're wearing a skin tight suit, then yeah, I'm gonna give it a two. Just make sure you're make sure it's not too tight. Don't cut off the blood to your body parts. Like, just be careful with that shit. Mm-hmm. And keep it clean. Indeed. I don't know how you wash it, but wash it. Like the dishwasher, <laughs> like everything else. <laughs> Like everything top else shelf, you've seen on this rack. show, top top shelf. I imagine you like take a shower in it and like you slowly take it off bit by bit and kind of wash the parts you've taken off. You'd have to be real oh, thorough no, because if you, you miss a single spot, that's going to start to mold. You oh. start taking a shower and then you just open up the neck hole and just slowly let it fill, and then you're inflating. <laughs> okay, now this just sounds like this just sounds silly. Okay, all right, go ahead. Uh, if you are going to engage in a relationship with a statue, if it is a non-sexual romantic relationship, it is a one. If it is a sexual relationship with a statue that is in public, it'll be a five. Well, in public, yes. yes. Do not engage in a sexual relationship with a statue in, in public. Do not try to penetrate a statue Think at all. Think of the children. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you have your own statue and you found a way to have sex with it, power to you. Yeah, uh, you uh, keep the inside uh, well powdered, uh, clean, because you don't want the mold. True. And, uh, you don't want it like getting stuck to you, and then like you know. I feel like all four of us said the exact same thing tonight. Was a momentous evening. We well, all agreed. I want to put in another. Otherwise, thing. I'll give it a five. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to give it another little discomfort here. As, as I say, for most fetishes, spend the money. You, you would be much more fulfilled. For I'm this sure. one, I believe you have to spend the money. No, I'm sure there's a cheaper version. And I, I think when it comes to all things sexual, it's better to go five years without it and then buy the real deal have the and have the real great thing. Or get into the craft and make it yourself to save some money. But uh, buying a cheap, inferior product will probably just hurt your self-esteem and set you back some money. So... Buy the real deal. Hey, and those cherry poppers that are available, they have a one-month warranty. So if you wear them out, you can return them within a month. That, and apparently oh, they, I, I, am, I, I can just imagine all the gloves they go through taking in returned just stuff. Well, apparently they stay moist forever. 
They're magic. Just melt them down and reform them, and they're good to go again. Sweet. I don't know. <laughs> Neither do I. I just said yeah, I agreed to something I don't Fantastic. know. Fantastic. All right. I think that pretty much wraps up. That was lovely. I think so. Agamatophilia. Uh, do we have anything in our mailbox? <gasps> we just got a letter. Do we did have we, a letter? Did we get a letter? How would we have gotten a letter? We don't have any Hey, we letters. got a tip. We need to delete this part. <laughs> well, no letters this week. Next week for Kink Cast, you should join us for your Lagnia. Oh, we're finally got to water sports? Yep, that's next week. We finally got the pee-pee? Yeah. Oh, dear. We've been yep. waiting halfway. Yes, we've been waiting. All, All right. So what, what's episode number? Uh, that'll be episode 24. It's Sweet. only taken us 24 episodes to get to people. Wait, let me double check. Almost double check, double check. Ah, sorry, 27. 27. Next week will be 27. Over this is 26. half a year. Well, have a good night, friends. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Lovely to see you and be here with you. Be good or be good at it. Oh, yeah.